There is this term starseed, which refers to people who have either never incarnated on the planet Earth, or it has been a long time since the soul has had an incarnation here on the Earth. And there are some traits that are associated with being a starseed, and some of those traits are having a deep sensitivity, deep compassion, being highly empathic, being a natural healer or intuitive, having a desire to serve others. Now, that's the first set of a list of those starseed traits, and a second set also includes uh, being very interested perhaps in sci-fi or ufology, UFO phenomenon, maybe even having abduction memories or being attracted to stories about alien abduction, and of course, a strong desire to leave Earth and go home. Now, you may be like some people who have like a strong connection to that first set of the list, the one about being empathic and compassionate, and serving others. But the second half of the list with the ETs and the, and the, uh, you know, the sci-fi and everything, maybe not so much. But what you do have in common is that uh, instead of having that desire to go home, that you feel very much connected to the earth and her land, but the craziness of the happenings of what's going on, hmm, that you're feeling like it's a bit foreign. So if you feel somewhere along those lines, or maybe you're somewhere in between, but if you feel like you have a connection to the planet, but not a connection to the time space, well, you may be a Gaia starseed. Hi everyone, welcome to Charmed Life with Trisha Carr, a podcast and YouTube channel discussing magic, metaphysics, spiritual development, and what it means to walk the mystic path in service to others. I am your host, spiritual teacher, empathic channel, animal and nature telepath, and hypnotherapist. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about a concept that, well, Spirit recently taught me, which is another way to say I downloaded it or channeled it. And that concept is about being a Gaia starseed. So what is a Gaia starseed? Well, if you want to learn, first of all, more, if you want to learn more about being a starseed, then you can find in the description or the show notes a link to a video or a podcast or perhaps a playlist of starseed content and a little bit more about what that means. But let's talk about what a Gaia starseed is, what this concept is. Now, as all things that I download or channel directly from Spirit. I have not researched this because I'm getting it purely from how the information is coming to me. So I don't know if anyone else is also is receiving this term or has received this term. Who knows? Maybe there's 10 books on what a Gaia starseed is. This is something that Spirit gave me and I've outlined directly from my empathic channel portal. And, you know, we'll see. If you have something to share about this term or this experience, then of course, you're welcome to engage by commenting or leaving a review. Now, let's talk about that. Gaia starseed. Well, very simply, a Gaia starseed these are souls who have um, a significant incarnation. You might want to say recent, if we look at it as time is linear, a significant incarnation that the soul is referencing that was in Lemuria and or Atlantis. 
So again, by significant, um, this could mean that it was the most recent or the last life that was lived, or at least that the soul is referencing. And it could be also some other golden age of the planet. And the reason I say some other golden age is because there, there are other golden ages besides Lemuria and Atlantis, and we may not have those named yet, or simply that you know, in other areas of the planet, in the same general era of Atlantis, there were golden existences. There were sort of subsets of Atlantis. But I digress. <laughs> Back to what it means to be a Gaia starseed. So that's what it is. Again, just for sake of understanding from the, you know, the human concept, the human mind, if we put time in a line, which it isn't, of course, we are working already when we're talking about past lives, reincarnation, or parallel lives, we're working in the fluidity of a quantum time-space creation. So it really means no time. But anyway, to help us to understand, if we put time in a line, it might mean that the last life that was lived on this planet, or the most significant that is resonating, was Atlantis or Lemuria. Now, having said that, you could have seeming memories of other lives, but that would be that could be because they they were imprints that were actually uploaded to the soul complex as you entered into this incarnation as a means for some experience for you to draw on. Okay, that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other deal. But suffice it to say, you know, maybe I'll have a video coming up for that. Maybe that's going to be already in the show notes by the time you listen to this. Um, but it, it's also a concept that is briefly covered, I think, in some of Dolores Cannon's work. If you guys are wondering what I'm, if you're watching the video and you see me doing this with my hands, it's because just below the camera there is a kitty cat <laughs> insisting on sitting in my lap for this. <laughs> so Kankan is also helping with this video and uh, episode. Let's talk about Gaia Starseed. Essentially, when you have the strong sense of belonging to the land, but a a strong sense of not belonging, let's say, to the time period or to this context of humanity. You know, it's like, how do you, how do you not get it? How do you not get it? It's so beautiful. Why, how are we so unconscious with what we're doing to one another and to the planet? That along those lines. And, you know, when you get into metaphysical learning and exploration and you're watching different YouTube channels, you're listening to different podcasts, perhaps you're taking classes, reading books. If you're reading Dolores Cannon's work and you're hearing people like really orienting from Arcturus or just even unnamed stellar origins and you're like, well, I just love it here. I mean, I just want to live inside a tree. I want to be a tree, you know, but you still don't feel totally at home here. And that's what we're talking about now. All right, let's talk about a couple of different types of Gaia starseeds. I mentioned Lemuria and Atlantis. So we're going to actually break them down into subsets of Gaia starseedism. I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe it's a thing now. Once again, as I move into these couple of little lists, these breakdowns, remember that this is just for exploration, that labels and definitions are not where we stay. We just use them as catalysts and jumping off points for our continued expansion. Here we go. A Lemurian Gaia starseed. Tendencies here, the, the, that which feels natural and inspiring to you may be that you are an animal and nature lover. Hello, animal right here. I'll show you him in the end. I'm going to wait until then. Being an animal and nature lover and 
also just be, you know, like I say, a nature lover, but maybe being very much into herbalism, plant medicine, uh, you know, communicating with the earth, being in and with the earth. I, what I like to call also moon goddesses. Now, this isn't just those who are, are women or even identify as female. I mean people who are enamored and engaged and attracted to the lunar cycles and movement and the spirituality of the moon. That's hello, hello, that's me. I'm a reflector. <laughs> My human design is reflector. I am a lunar being, 100%. So the moon goddesses. I just, I use goddess, the, the feminine, because the moon herself is a feminine energy. So also uh, in the Lemurian characteristics of Gaia starseed, nature alchemy. Now, this is a general term that I'm using just, and I'll, I'll, I'll compare it to the Atlantean version of it, but let's just leave that there for now. And the next one is sort of expanding on what nature alchemy is, because you may be attracted to witchcraft nature magic as a witch or as a one who crafts with the earth and her magic. You may have shamanistic tendencies, what feels like a soul's history, a natural um, sort of leaning to using shamanism for healing and manifestation. And then, of course, crystals. You may have a strong attraction and a natural communion and communication with crystals. All right, now let's talk about characteristics of an Atlantis Gaia starseed. There's some overlap here, and well, it should be, it's probably really obvious that there would be overlap between the two because they both are occurring on the earth during magical times and are drawing upon a magical existence. Well, what we call magic from this context is really just, you know, <laughs> being what we really truly are, spirit becoming human. But anyway, there is overlap starting with the top of this list that I'm giving you that an Atlantean Gaia starseed may be very much attracted to crystals as well and have shamanistic tendencies. The thing with the crystal leanings may be a little bit different. See, for an Atlantean, it might be more of crystal technology and using them to be able to conduct energy for the sake of mental acuity, mental expansion, and more of an academic expansion. And with the Lemurian Gaia starseed, the interest in crystals is possibly to for things that are grounded, things that are more of the spirits of nature, the freedom and artistic. It's really a sense. It's really a feeling. And if you know a little bit about these eras, the Lemurian and the Atlantean, you might have a feel for the slight characteristics, of course, the overlap. But the slight leanings in the way that these, you know, these time periods experienced magic. Moving forward, going on with the Atlantean Gaia starseed characteristics, there may be a strong interest in academics. Now, once again, that's not to say the Lemurians, which I am, are, are ding-dongs. <laughs> but academics, you know, books, and even religious history, and, sci and, and also science, but it may be even more of the ancient scientific wisdom. And, of course, the science that I'm really talking about is, is like, I'm thinking of Nikola Tesla. You know what I mean? Like, 
how he advanced in science. And if you know anything about Nikola Tesla, you know that, you know, he was talking to ETs. He was he was channeling interdimensionals to bring through the technologies that he was bringing through. And so that's that's the kind of that's the flavor, if you will, of academics and of science that an Atlantean Gaia starseed may be more um, resonating with or inspired by. And energy alchemy. So I said nature alchemy for the Lemurian and energy alchemy or mental alchemy is what I'm thinking of. Again, just a slight flavor or a lean as we're talking about Atlantis with the energy or mental alchemy and the spirit energy alchemy and the Lemurians with the nature and the the spirit of nature kind of alchemy. I'm going to leave you to you to just like ponder that just to feel that, feel your way into what it means to be a nature alchemist or an energy alchemist and let that just simmer with you. An Atlantean Gaia starseed may also have an interest in astrology and or astronomy. Think about it being here on the earth grounded and looking at the stars in order to orient your place on your incarnational path, you know, the the place on your ascension, the place on your path of light and your Christhood path, you know, to be here and using the stars as technology while being on the earth. That's an Atlantean leaning of a Gaia starseed. And so, uh, again, the energy and mental alchemy, which is a slight leaning, but to use the spirit energy to manifest and perhaps to invent new spiritual technologies that may become actual new physical technologies. So there we have it. Lemurian Gaia Starseed, Atlantean Gaia Starseed. Now you may feel like both a Starseed Starseed and a Gaia Starseed. You may feel both like an Atlantis Gaia Starseed and a Lemuria Gaia Starseed. You may feel like resonance with all of this. And that's okay because we're not in the we're not in the game of defining ourselves because a definition and a label is limiting. So you may feel like resonance all around. So whatever is really is really giving you that inspired feeling, those are clues of 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 what you're pulling into this path of light, this iteration of your soul as, as, you know, what you are taking into the divine lessons that you're learning and in the ways that you are, you know, serving because it, it is as we are, as we are fully served, as we are expanding, then what's left to do is to continue to be in that I am energy, which is the total I am, which is all of the I am, all of the other selves being connected and supporting to that ecosystem. Now, just to just a little insight to just to to share with you how I orient to this message. I am a Gaia starseed with that Lemurian significance, and I would say even older, if you will, older. Again, we're going to put it in linear just to understand it. Before that Lemurian existence, I have ties to Lyra and the Pleiades. So just to put it in context, when I had, I had a, a few years ago, I had a QHHT session, and that's quantum healing hypnosis technique, the uh, technique that Dolores Cannon developed. 
And it was with, by the way, my practitioner was Yarun DeWitt. He's been on my podcast a couple of times with me. He's amazing, QHHT practitioner. And in that session, you go to a past life and then you regress to life between life to see the experience of planning a life, basically. And what's what's going on there before you, you get to an incarnation. And the, the life that I regressed to, the life before, was... Uh, well, I mean, honestly, I'll tell you, if I shared it in another podcast, the first thing I, he had me do was look down at my feet and <laughs> my feet were like these short, stubby, hairy, hobbit looking dude feet. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is a ripoff. I wanted to be something all sexy and live and I wanted to be like purple and pretty. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. But anyway, the whole life, it really did speak to Lemuria. And Yarun even said that. He's like, that felt like you were in Mu. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I mean, it didn't, you know, afterward, it really kind of resonated with me. I didn't, in the actual recalling, but there was so much nature magic. There was herbalism. There was, I mean, it was amazing. And there were invaders, which at the time I didn't realize that's a part of the Lemurian timeline. So at any rate, that was the life that I recalled, like, as the most, I guess, recent one. Once again, we are talking, we're actually, all lives lived are happening now because time is an illusion, right? So it is what is most significant to this soul. And perhaps there hasn't been any, perhaps there's been no other incarnation on this planet, but a very, very profound one during that time. Now, there's the, the other thing is that you could be someone who who was a spirit guide, you know, to to someone or to some community during one of those golden eras. And so that might could be another reason why you have a strong kind of starseed starseed, a, a typical starseed from another planet or planetary system. And then also kind of this Gaia starseed resonance because you could have been involved in those time periods in significant ways, but maybe not even as an incarnation. I don't know. I'm just throwing some things out there because... I'm fascinated with all of the potential iterations. And see, for me, it feels to me I had a physical life in Lemuria. And then I did have some spirit guidance around the Atlantean time period because I have some memories, but they aren't the same as incarnated life memories. It's really interesting. So those are some things that you can kind of just feel around for yourself. And then once again, you could have that plus some other stellar histories of other planets, star systems, and other universes. Because we live in a multiverse. You can embrace any kind of starseed leaning that inspires you. And once again, there's no need to define yourself. Labels and definitions, that's, that's an urge of the ego. It wants to be finished. But, you know, in fact, we're never finished. We're ever expanding. So if you are a starseed, or if you are a Gaia starseed, if you are a Lemurian Gaia starseed, an Atlantean Gaia starseed, or any or all of the above, just hold loosely, be inspired. Hold loosely to the labels and be inspired by them so you can continue to explore the ever-expanding limitlessness of your soul and of this multiverse. And if you think that you may be a Gaia starseed or if you have some resonance to this episode, 
go ahead and comment on the YouTube video, or you can also, if you're listening on the podcast, you can leave a review with your share right in there and let us know because people read the comments, people read the reviews, and it's just a great way for us to connect. And I I just love to hear it. And if you have any requests or any comments about something else you would like to know about this content or any, go ahead and you can leave it in a review on the podcast or you can put it in a comment on the video. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would share it, like, comment, as I've said. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe and click that bell so you can get notifications. And if you are listening to the podcast, I would love it if you would leave me a review. And you could even just, you could just do the stars if you don't feel like leaving an actual whole comment. But anything would be lovely. I really, really appreciate being able to come and connect with you. And with that, I just want to welcome you to continue to explore your beautiful soul and to continue to just shine your light on this beautiful planet because that's what you're here to do. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Mm